I love, love, love this part of my job. You know, not just getting to talk to so many incredible people, but I literally hear from people every day who stumbled upon the podcast and are so grateful they found it because for the first time, they feel like they have found their tribe or a resource that helps them feel optimistic and hopeful about their situation. And I want to create more of that. Welcome to the Tilt Parenting Podcast, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber, and today's episode features a conversation with me. Today is episode 100, and so I'm doing things a little differently today. What I decided to do is just kind of have a conversation with you, like a couple of friends talking over coffee, and I will share some updates, answer questions, and share some lovely voices from our own community. Thank you so much for celebrating this milestone with me. And before I get to the episode, if you haven't downloaded it already, you can get a first look at my upcoming book, Differently Wired, Raising an Exceptional Child in a Conventional World, on the Till Parenting website. I've made the first chapter, called An Unmarked Path, available. The chapter shares some of my personal story and it sets up the rest of the book, which I wrote to spark a revolution in the way differently wired kids and us as their parents and caregivers experience everyday life. To read the excerpt, just visit tiltparenting.com and sign up right below the main image on the home page, and I will send you a PDF of the first chapter as well as the table of contents right away. And now, without further ado, here is the 100th episode special. So, wow, the 100th episode of the podcast. This felt like such a big occasion to me, and it seemed like it called for something special, something different. But I wasn't sure exactly what to do. So what I decided to do is just have a conversation with you. As I said in the opening, just like we're going out to coffee and I'm talking with you about what's happening in the Tilt Parenting universe. And I wanted to update you on what's happening here, take you behind the scenes of the podcast, talk a little bit about my book, Differently Wired, which comes out in less than three months and let you know what I'm planning for that, and then answer some of the questions that I've gotten from listeners. I'm also going to end the episode by sharing the Tilt Creed. If you're on the Facebook page, you likely saw that I put out a call to hear directly from you about the successes you've had in your world and other things that you wanted to share. So thank you so much to those of you who called in and left a voice message for me. And in fact, I just wanted to go ahead and kick off the episode by sharing those messages with you first. So here are some voices from our own Tilt community from really all around the world. My name is Amanda Morin, and I have two sons who are differently wired. I think this success may actually be more mine than my kids, and it's the success of me starting to come out of the fog of worry and see the brightness through the fog. Um, the older of my two sons is a wonderful photographer and videographer, as well as being a delight, delightfully quirky kid. And for a long time, I worried because his quirkiness got in the way of making friends. But the other day, I realized that everywhere we go, people know him and other kids go out of their way to greet him. He's not just a kid with a camera anymore. He's Jacob, who takes photos for the yearbook, makes videos about community activist projects, and whom all the kids want to know. And I love it. It's such a success. I feel it's a win when I can hear my five-year-old daughter talk about her feelings and name her emotions 
before she gets into a difficult situation? My big win is to have found the Tilt Parenting Community. Although we are based in the Netherlands, a country where we do not have IEPs or 504 plans, it helped my husband and I to make our own battle plan. After three months only of intense information gathering, we have now started executing the plan for one of our differently wired sons. Something we could not have done without your guidance, access to the latest books, and super interesting guests on the program. Tilt Parenting Podcast turned out to be a fantastic resource of insight and inspiration. Debbie Reber's vision for differently wired kids is to change the way difference is perceived and experienced in the world. This is really spot on. My name's Judith Geelin and I'm a proud supporter of the Tilt Parenting Podcast. Hi, this is Pat in Miami. My son Max is 11. He started horseback riding lessons in January, even though he felt really afraid. And it's been such a win to watch him gaining confidence and working through his fears, and he's helping to inspire me to work through my own fears, like calling and make a, making a recording on Tilt. So I always put everything on the calendar for my son so he can see it before it happens because he needs time to process that. He had a dentist appointment. It was on a Monday. We redo the calendar on Sunday. So he got angry that he did not have enough notice to know about going to the dentist. He got angry at me. He said it was my fault. When we got to the dentist, he refused to go in. I had to go in with his sister. He refused to go in. He was angry at me. I didn't know what to do. And finally, I said, well, if you don't like the appointment that I made, why don't you come inside and talk with them and make your own appointment. Decide when you want it. So he did with some help. And he even chose the day after Halloween with no complaints. He went to the appointment with no complaints. I put him in charge and it worked. Bright spot. Yay. So earlier this week, I had victory with my son, or rather with myself, that I am feeling pretty excited about. I was really tired one night. I had been out at a meeting and got home late and my son had really wanted to spend some time with me before he went to bed and he he specifically came into my room and said that he wanted to talk to me. And when I asked him what he wanted to talk about, he said, "I have this new video game and I really love it and I want to tell you about it." And my first instinct was to say, you know what? I am too tired. I just, I, I, I want to go to bed. <laughs> and, and I actually said that to him. And then I said, let's talk about it tomorrow. And then I realized he doesn't really want to talk to me about the video game. He really wants to spend time with me. And so I said, you know what? Let's spend 10 minutes hanging out together. And we did spend a lot of that time talking about the video game. But what I realized was the most important thing is that my almost 15-year-old son wanted to spend time with me. And what a gift that is. 
And I was so happy to be able to realize that he was actually offering me a gift and I should pay attention to that and realize what it is. And we ended up having this really lovely time together. And I've been thinking about how much of our interactions are very transactional these days. He's, you know, got to get ready for school and I'm helping him or he's got to do his homework and I'm reminding him or there's not a lot of emotional content. He spends a lot of time doing his own thing. And so when he comes to me saying he wants to spend time with me, it's really critical as a parent that I see how having that opportunity for a connection is so important. So I am, I'm really happy that I was able to make that realization and have that lovely time with him. And that's something I look forward to doing more of with him. Raising a differently wired kid is so isolating, no matter the size or location of your community. I think Debbie's podcast is the first one I've found that pertains to young teens. Um, Debbie interviews many of the authors I've read over the years in Raising My Child and asks the very questions I wished I could have asked. She has new insights, um, new solutions, all with a sense of humor and humility. I really appreciate Tilt Parenting. Hi, love this idea. My name is Jennifer Tam, and I've been listening to you for almost the whole time and love your podcast and love your stories and love your son, and especially when he does the podcast too. Um, I have an 11-year-old son with extreme anxiety um, and questionable, maybe the beginnings of OCD, and he has had a lot of struggles, has had a lot of um, difficult times, but since December, he has been starting on medication and has finally opened to going to therapy. And that has made a huge difference. And he is doing so much better. Um, he still has tough days, but he actually goes to school most days now without many issues and is not as anxious about so many different things. And by listening to you and reading some of your work, it has helped me so much with him to learn um, new techniques and new ways of reacting or not reacting to him. And that's been extremely helpful. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing. A hundred episodes ago, I ran across your podcast and I haven't missed one yet. Running, driving, or walking my dog, I always make time. Your insightful interviews with so many experts help us all find strength, answers, and above all, reassurance that our kids aren't broken just on a different timeline. My eldest is about to graduate from high school and it has been a journey. Years before your podcast on tough days, I'd remember the voice of a certain coach encouraging me saying, hang on for the ride. It's all worth it. Just hang on. He's such a great kid. Sometimes that's all it takes to reframe the situation. The echo of one special voice from our community. Debbie, you've created a connected community with so many voices and people can access them from anywhere. So very grateful to you for spreading your vision, Debbie. Keep it up. Again, thank you so much to those of you who called in. I loved getting your messages. I love hearing from you. I love hearing about your success stories. And just, again, knowing you're on the other end of this conversation, it's really powerful for me. And I know it's powerful for the rest of our listeners. So thanks again. So I wanted to spend some time talking about the podcast. 
Of course, the big news is that this is episode 100. And I just wanted to give you some other kind of statistics about the podcast. And as of the time I'm recording this, which is in early March 2018, the podcast has been downloaded more than 250,000 times. A quarter of a million times this podcast has been downloaded. That's pretty mind blowing to me. And it's so cool. And feel significant. You know, my husband and son make Minecraft mods and I'm like, hmm, I'm kind of getting into Minecraft download numbers at this point, which, well, not really, but still, it's pretty exciting. I also wanted to give you a sense of the listenership of this podcast. I took a look today at the different countries and, you know, this is a global community. There are differently wired kids everywhere. And I know we have listeners from all over the world because I hear from many of you. And I just wanted to tell you what the top 10 countries are with the most listeners since we started the podcast. And I will start from 10 and I'll back down to number one. So in 10th place is South Africa. Then we have Singapore, Germany, New Zealand, Sweden, the Netherlands, the UK, Australia, Canada, and the US. And You know, there's so many other countries that, I mean, everywhere from Israel, Malaysia, Taiwan, Saudi Arabia, Portugal, Kuwait, Finland, Suriname, Bermuda. It's just, it's incredible to see this, you know, looking at all these flags on my SoundCloud page. And it's so cool just to know that we really are a global community and we're all experiencing the same thing. And we are uniting together. And it's pretty exciting. So I wanted to share that with you. If you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, you probably noticed that this past year, I kind of went for it in terms of reaching out to my dream guests. You know, I had this list when I launched the podcast back in 2016, of guests that I really wanted to have on the show. And of course, I was just starting out till parenting didn't exist, there was no podcast, and there was no way I could send emails to these people and say, hey, I'm starting this little old podcast, will you come on my show? So I waited until the podcast grew and slowly started reaching out to some of those bigger guests that were on my dream list. And it's been just such a thrilling year. I have been so excited by the response and that I've had the opportunity to interview people like Dr. Dan Siegel and Steve Silberman and Carol Kranowitz and Ross Green and Barry Prezant and Jessica Leahy and so many other authors and experts that I've really just been following for years. It's been super exciting, a little nerve wracking. I will admit that prepping for those interviews with people who've written half a dozen or more books and are neuroscientists, you know, I really prepare a lot so that the interview is a positive experience for them. And it can be tricky when they have such a big body of work. But it's been so exciting. And of course, I have a much longer list of experts I hope to bring on the show. So just know that I'm continuing to work on that front. And of course, having such high profile guests on as I was able to do this past year, certainly helps when I reach out to new people. So that has been really exciting. We'll be right back after this quick break. If you listen to this show, you probably know that at least one in five children is differently wired. But did you know that approximately one in two women will experience hair thinning? If you're part of that 50%, you are absolutely not alone. 
But because hair thinning for women isn't something people openly talk about, going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. So why not do something about it with Nutrafol? Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth isn't going to cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, postpartum, menopause, even for different lifestyles like a plant-based diet. To get your personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes, you can take a simple hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com. And because there's no prescription required, you can quickly get set up online with free shipping and automated deliveries, which make it so much easier to stick with your new hair care routine. See results in three to six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code TILT. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code TILT. That's Nutrafol.com promo code TILT. This year, I've been working on becoming more attuned to my body, and so I'm starting to really recognize how periodic spikes in anxiety or disruptions to my routines can seriously throw my whole system off. And as I've been traveling a ton this past month, which is both disruptive and somewhat stressful, I'm especially glad that I have the extra support of Symbiotic Plus, a three-in-one supplement from Ritual with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Symbiotic Plus provides fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining to support a healthy gut barrier. And it comes in this very cool minty delayed release capsule, which was specifically designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract for delivery to the colon. The bonus is that the capsules don't need to be refrigerated, so I can easily bring them with me in my carry-on. On a personal level, I love that Ritual is committed to sustainability. They're a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable long-term to not only think about their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash tilt. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash tilt for 25% off. I also hear from many of you with episode ideas, which is great. Thank you for sending those to me. Know that I read everyone. I keep a list and I wanted to give you a sense of the episodes I'm working on for the coming months. And here are a few of the things I'm planning to cover. Sleep issues, sibling issues. I hear from a lot of you that you want to hear about how to deal with sibling issues, whether it's a neurotypical and an atypical child or two neurotypical kids with different issues. And I'm going to be bringing on Julie King, who's co-author of the book, How to Talk So Little Kids Will Listen, to come on and talk about sibling issues. I'm planning episodes on nonverbal learning disorder, what to do when we as the parents are differently wired, how to cope with the emotional toll of getting a diagnosis for a child, dyspraxia, And I'm really excited. I just met a fantastic psychologist this past week who is going to come on the show and talk about gender variance or gender nonconformity and differently wired kids. So some really exciting topics coming up. And, you know, in some cases, I 
have an expert in mind, or I've already reached out to someone. And in other cases, I'm still looking for the right person. So again, thank you for those of you who write to me with these suggestions and keep them coming. That's really helpful for me. And if you have ideas you haven't shared yet, the best way to share ideas right now is through my podcast suggestion form. And on every show notes page, every podcast episode show notes page, towards the bottom, it says, if you have an idea for an upcoming episode, click here, and that will take you to a little form you can fill out. And that's the best way to get me your ideas. And while we're on the subject of podcasts, I get asked a lot how I manage to do what I do for Tilt and the podcast while also homeschooling and parenting and living a full life. And sometimes I get emails like the one I got this morning from a listener who had assumed the podcast had a lot of people and money behind it. And she just realized that I was a one woman show and that wasn't the case. So I wanted to take a few minutes and just bring you inside the process here a little bit, give you a sense of what goes into making an episode. So when I first started the podcast in 2016, I did start it as a one-woman production. I did the planning, the researching, the interviewing, the editing, the post-production, the show notes, the graphics, everything. All said and done, it probably took me about seven hours per episode to do all of that. Luckily, today I have a little bit of help, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. I did want to just talk about the process in terms of finding and working with guests. I'm mostly still signing up and preparing for these guests the old-fashioned way. So there's a lot of back and forth, you know, me emailing and basically pitching the show to people. And hopefully they say yes. And then, you know, there's a lot of back and forth where we're figuring out schedules. And I need to do a lot of research for the conversations. There's communicating the logistics and making sure we're all set for the record day, getting questions to the guests in advance and then recording the actual interview. So at the moment, I am working on figuring out ways to build a little more automation into that process. So there's less back and forth, you know, it's in that back and forth that things can sometimes fall through the cracks. And it's also kind of creating many steps on my overflowing to do list that I have to track for each and every guest for every week. And so I'm looking for ways to just make that process a little more streamlined. In terms of production, if you've been listening to the podcast, you likely are aware that I have a Patreon campaign. I talk about that during the intro or the outro for each episode. And I always say as little as $2 a month helps support the show. And that is absolutely true. And last fall, as a result of the Patreon campaign and all the backers who are supporting that podcast, I was able to start working with an editor. So my friend and former Amsterdamer neighbor slash running partner slash work partner, now long distance friend as she's moved back to the US, Donna Bardsley is my editor. And having Donna to help me with these episodes has been immensely helpful. I can't even, I can't even tell you. So Now, the way it works is after I record the episode, I convert that conversation to the appropriate format, I get it to Donna, and she does her magic. And she puts together a a rough cut, which is like a draft of the episode, an audio draft, and she shares it with me to listen to. Then while I'm listening to it, I'm not only checking it for any changes or edits, but I'm simultaneously 
creating the show notes page. So I'm making notes of any resources the guests shared in our conversation, typing up the key takeaways, selecting a quote for that opening teaser. And then after I'm done listening, I also write up the introduction to the episode, record that and the outro, get that to Donna with my feedback, as well as the name and description of the episode. And then she does her post-production magic. And the next day in my I wake up magically to a final tagged episode that's ready to be uploaded. And again, I can't tell you how grateful I am for Donna's help. So Donna, you're listening to this as you're editing. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you. And thank you again to all the backers who are making it possible for me to afford to pay Donna so she can do this work for me. It has given me back some much needed time that I just didn't have that time was already being eaten up by many of the other tasks that are associated with keeping tilt going and working on the book and everything else. So again, my Patreon backers are making that possible. And without having ads on the podcast, that's really the only way that the podcast is currently bringing in money. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now some of that Patreon money is also going towards the creation of transcripts for each episode so that members of the community with listening impairments or auditory processing challenges can also have access to the interviews. So when I first started doing this, I did the first bunch myself. And now my friend Maddie, Maddie Crawls, she worked as a research assistant on my book, and she's helped me here and there with tilt related stuff. She's now been getting those transcripts ready each week. Thank you, Maddie, for that. It's awesome. And I'm so grateful that you're helping me with that. And as I have the budget to cover it, Maddie's beginning to go back to the very beginning of the archives so we can get all of those done as well. So just so you know, where I'm hoping to go with this someday, my goal would be to get some help writing up the show notes pages and making the graphics for each episode as well. So as much of this as I can kind of hands off is going to free me up for, again, doing all the other things that are involved with creating relationships with these people I want to have guests on, the researching, and, and all the other things that go into keeping Tilt going. So once I get those transcriptions covered, that's where I would funnel any additional funds. And actually, you know, I just offered a job to my son Asher to make the graphics for me. And, you know, he's much better at Photoshop than I am. But all I'm getting right now is a, yeah, maybe, but no firm commitment. So at the moment, it's on me, but we'll see. Maybe he will decide he wants a regular little income and he'll start doing those for me. So for those of you who are interested in learning more about Patreon, now would be a good time for me to throw in the URL. So if you are interested in learning more about that or potentially being one of the funders of the show, the website URL is patreon.com slash tilt parenting. Patreon is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash tilt parenting. And then lastly, just a little um, peek behind the the flow here. I tend to produce the show in batches. So I've learned in the past two years that rolling out a podcast every week is a big undertaking and a little bit relentless, frankly. So, so what I found works better for me is to have concentrated periods of time where I'm recording a bunch of interviews. And then I have weeks here and there where I don't have any interviews. So that gives me a little breathing room, especially because I live in Europe and most of my guests are in the US. 
the timing can be tricky. So I tend to record interviews in my late afternoon during dinner hours or even as late as 9 p.m. my time. And some weeks I'm in back-to-back interviews and then work meetings with my publisher and other things. And that just takes away from my cuddle time, you know, on the couch with Asher where we're re-watching an episode of Sherlock. So, you know, I have priorities here. So batch producing has really helped me to have, again, these concentrated production periods, but then getting a nice break as well. So that's the podcast in a nutshell. And oh, you know, one last thing, people are curious to know when I'm going to stop producing the show. You know, am I just going to keep going on forever? And my answer at this point is I have no plans to stop producing anytime soon. I love, love, love this part of my job. You know, not just getting to talk to so many incredible people, but I literally hear from people every day who stumbled upon the podcast and are so grateful they found it because for the first time, they feel like they have found their tribe or a resource that helps them feel optimistic and hopeful about their situation. And I want to create more of that. It's powerful work. It's incredible that we have the potential to connect with so many people. And I love being a part of that. So no plans to stop anytime soon. And then before I move on, definitely let me know if there are specific topics you'd like me to do as a solo cast or for an upcoming Asher episode. You know, as I mentioned during our last Asher episode, we haven't been doing as many of these as we did, you know, in the first year. And that's in part because Asher's feeling a little more private about his own internal process, frankly. He's 13 and a half. He's kind of at that age where he is just feeling like he doesn't necessarily want to put everything out there, which I totally respect. And I don't want to put pressure on him to do an episode with me if he's not feeling it. With that said, if there's a theme that he's interested in, and he has an opinion on it, he's still totally game for doing that. So just keep me posted. If there's something you'd really like to hear from Asher on, then we will schedule another interview. And of course, I will be keeping my eye out for topics that we could cover together. Okay, I wanted to switch gears because... I have this thing coming out in June. It's my book, Differently Wired, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about that and what I'm planning for that. So the book is Differently Wired, Raising an Exceptional Child in a Conventional World, and it comes out on June 12th, which is just a little less than three months away from when this episode is airing. And I'm so excited. This has been a labor of love. It has been a lot of work. I've been working on this book for the past 18 plus months. And, you know, it's been a different kind of book for me. Many of you know that I have written a number of books for teenagers, teen self-help books, especially teen girl empowerment books. And I was so immersed in that world, it was really a different process for me. And then shifting gears and writing something that frankly is a lot more personal. And I also feel a big responsibility to get this right, because I feel like I have all of you behind me. And I want this book to really spark a revolution. I really want this book to get people talking about our unique kids and feel a sense of urgency about shifting the conversation so that things change, things need to change. And I hope this book's a part of it. So I felt a lot of, you know, I just wanted to get it right. So again, I worked with Workman Publishing on this book, they have been an incredible partner, they really get 
the book and are so supportive of the vision behind it. And they are working their butts off to try to make sure the launch goes really well and that we have a lot of support and trying to get press and, you know, just trying to get as much attention, focus on it as possible. So what I've been doing the past few months, because I, I turned in the manuscript in July was my first draft. And then, you know, over the course of the fall, there were edits and copy edits and different interior design passes. It's kind of an ongoing process of reviewing different iterations of the book which continued until today, I just sent back notes on the interior design of the back matter of the book, which is where I'm sharing some great resources and the uh, book club discussion questions and things like that. But a lot of what I've been doing personally in the past few months is what I call wrangling blurbs. So I had my kind of dream list of people that I wanted to hear from about the book, and I wanted to give them a early look at the book and hopefully get their endorsement. And I have gotten some incredible endorsements from people like Temple Grandin, Steve Silberman, Seth Godin, Dr. Barry Prasan, and a couple of other amazing people in this space. And honestly, it was a little scary to send my book out to these people that I admire so much. And I'm so grateful they took the time to read it. And I have been so humbled and almost brought to tears by the endorsements that I've received. So it's been very exciting and a lot of work. And I'm just thrilled with the response so far. If you want to see some of the blurbs, they are on the book page. Now I've updated the book page at Tilt Parenting, which is tiltparenting.com slash differently wired, or you can just click on book in the main menu bar. And you can see all the feedback that I've gotten from, from these fantastic thought leaders. And I'm pretty excited about it. We'll be right back after this quick break. I'm on the road this month and oh man, am I missing my sweet kitties, Haskell and Lua. They've been a part of our family for more than two years and I'm so grateful they're keeping Darren such good company while I'm away. If you're getting a new pet soon, you're probably already thinking about everything you'll need to buy. Food, toys, a cozy bed, doggy bags or litter boxes. Something you may not be thinking about, though, is pet insurance. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com parenting. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com parenting. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. Hey there, it's Debbie. I love making this show and sharing conversations about how to support our awesome neurodivergent kids. I've seen how even one little insight from an interview can spark a big shift in daily life. But I know that raising complex kids can be messy and lonely. And just when we think we figured it out, something comes up that boots us right back to feeling overwhelmed and stuck. 
That's why I've poured everything into creating a way for parents like us navigating complex parenting journeys to join together and chart a path that feels positive, hopeful, and doable. It's the brand new Differently Wired Club experience. In the club, you'll get personal support from me and other seasoned parent coaches, six live calls every month where you can connect and get your personal questions answered, the opportunity to learn directly from authors and experts like I have on this show, monthly themes for getting specific and tactical, an exclusive private podcast feed, and the best, most generous community of parents. Seriously, these folks show up for themselves and each other, and that right there is really everything. Because it's a daily reminder that we're not alone, our kids aren't broken, and we have totally got this. The recently rebooted Differently Wired Club is on a brand new platform with its very own iOS and Android app. It is such a great space. However you learn, whatever your style, no matter the ages, genders, and neurodivergent profile of your children, the Differently Wired Club can help you cultivate the positive shifts you're hoping for. Join us today by going to tiltparenting.com slash club. That's tiltparenting.com slash club. I hope to see you on the inside. You also can learn a little more about the book, as I said in the intro to this episode. I did recently post the first chapter of the book. So, you know, a lot of you have known about this book for a long time. And so I wanted to give you a chance to get a peek at at what it actually entails. And uh, that first chapter is kind of my story. I thought it was really important, especially to people who aren't familiar with the podcast or my story, that they understood my perspective and the voice that I'm writing the book with and what we've been through so far. And then kind of bringing in the voices of other parents. I had the chance to interview a lot of other parents in the community for this book. Talk about humbling and incredible. It was such an honor for me to get to have really thoughtful conversations with so many of you. And I got off every single one of those interviews feeling just overcome like and inspired the work that you guys are doing and the creativity that you're bringing to your parenting. Just the way you show up for your kids every day. It's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. And I'm so grateful that I had the chance to to talk to so many of you in writing this book. And I'm honored to be able to share some of your stories in the book. So What's next for the book? As I said, as I'm recording this, it's a Saturday, a gray, dreary Saturday in Amsterdam. And I just put the finishing touches on that back matter content. And it's supposed to go, the book is supposed to go to the printer on Monday. So that will end a chapter of my workload for the past 18 plus months. It's out of my hands. The next time I see it, it will be a finished book, which is really exciting. So what I'm working on now is for the book launch itself, I'm creating some pre-order bonuses that will be available for people who buy the book ahead of time. So you probably have seen other authors do this. In today's publishing landscape, pre-orders are so important. They determine how many books, you know, Barnes & Noble will have in stock, how many books Amazon will have in stock. They determine whether or not your book has a chance of making one of the big lists, like the New York Times bestseller list or the USA Today list or any of those lists. So pre-orders are critical. And so 
what I've been doing is putting together some what I think are really great bonuses that anyone who buys the book ahead of publication day will get. And I'm not going to tell you what those bonuses are yet because I'm still making them. But uh, I will be sharing more on those as the publication date gets closer and I'm ready to roll those out. I'm also getting a lot of questions about where I'm going to go or if I'm doing a book tour, if I'll be doing a school visits. So yes and yes, but all the details aren't worked out yet. So just here's my plan for now. I'll be in the US uh, in June and part of July in part because Asher is doing a three-week three-week sleepaway camp uh, this summer. And I'm really actually jealous because it's like an adventure camp. So he's going to get to be in nature adventuring for 18 days. But anyway, so the plan is that while he's doing that, I'll be visiting a few cities and having some events, some book events that, you know, won't be typical book readings, but I really want to try to connect with people in the community to have some thoughtful conversations and, you know, kick off the revolution. So I'm not sure exactly which cities I'll be in yet. Right now, Seattle, DC, and the New York City area are at the top of the list. Of course, what I really wish I could do is just road trip across the country and do meetups in every state. Hashtag life goals. It's not going to happen this summer. But I I do want to kind of figure out ways that I can get out there and meet many, many people in this incredible community. Just for people who are, you know, we do again have such an international crowd. Right now, the book is coming out in the US. And there are no, you know, translations happening yet. Hopefully that will happen down the road. Um, if you have access to Amazon UK or some of the Amazons around the world, then that would be one way to access the book if you're not living in the US. I'm also because the book comes out in June, it's a little tricky with school visits because so many schools will be, you know, the end of the school year or they'll already be out by the time the book comes out. And of course, schools are such a natural meeting place for people in our community, especially schools that are aimed at differently wired kids. But really any school who has students is going to have differently wired kids, as we all know. So right now, I, ha- I don't have anything scheduled concretely, but I'm hoping to figure out a way to come back to the States in the fall and again in the spring and do some school visits. So just know that that's on my bucket list. I'm not sure how it's all going to come about. I'm certainly open to ideas. If you have ideas for ways to make that happen, or you know of a school that I have to come talk to, or they have a speaking series that I should be a part of, I am all ears and I'm totally open for those kinds of opportunities. Again, I want to spread the word far and wide and really get things moving and shifting things. And I think schools are a great place to have these conversations. Also, if you know of conferences that should be on my radar, that's something I want to be doing a lot of in the coming year or two is is spreading the word as well. I actually gave my first talk yesterday about Differently Wired at a conference here in The Hague for an organization called Families in Global Transition. And it was so exciting to finally get to kind of talk about this with a big group of parents, many of whom are raising neurotypical kids. And I really see, you know, those parents as being such potential, powerful allies for the rest of us. So I think just spreading this message far and wide is my goal. And I'm 
open for suggestions. So if you have ideas, please send them my way. Same thing with podcasts. If you know of a podcast that you love that you think would be interested in hearing more about the book or about what Tilt Parenting's doing, please let me know. I'm looking to get on as many podcasts as possible to help spread the word. So for any ideas you have for these things, if you want to send me your thoughts, easiest way is to just shoot me an email at debbie at tiltparenting.com. I read every email. I have a pretty good track record of responding to most, most every email. I do the best I can. Sometimes it takes me a while, honestly, because sometimes I get so busy that I set aside maybe one day a week to process email and then I just try to plow through. So um, but I do read everything and I do my best to get back to everything. So again, Debbie at tiltparenting.com with any thoughts you have. Okay, moving right along. I have, I get a lot of questions emailed to me and I wanted to take a few minutes to answer some of those uh, questions because sometimes there are themes and I get the same question from many people. So I'll just go through a few of the ones that, that I get more regularly and that I've gotten more recently. So one of the things people want to know is what our plans are for school for Asher moving forward. And just quickly, the short answer is, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) The long answer is, we are definitely on a year by year basis. So you know, he's in seventh grade right now. If we were still in a school system in the States, he would be in seventh grade. He's working at different levels for different subjects. And of course, we're homeschooling now, year five of homeschooling. So I just don't know. You know, right now, this is working really well for us. He definitely intends to go to university. He has his eye on a few in the US. And now that he's really considering the Netherlands his home, he's starting to eye a university here that has a great engineering and science program. So we are just taking it year by year and this is working right now. If it stops working, we're going to have to pivot. I think most of you listening out there know there's a lot of pivoting involved in uh, when you're raising atypical kids. So for now, we're just going to keep doing what we do, what we're doing, unless it stops working, and then we're going to figure something else out. But as he gets older, and we're getting into those high school years, I am going to be enlisting the help of someone who specializes in homeschool twice exceptional kids just to kind of make sure I don't miss anything in terms of deadlines or uh, opportunities or standardized testing he should be doing or anything else because I feel a little bit out of the loop in terms of the US system, you know, as I'm doing this in Europe and kind of piecemealing it together. Who designs the website? Someone uh, asked me, who my web designer was, and that would be me. And that is actually one of my most favorite parts of this job is, you know, maintaining the website and playing with it and designing it. That was one of the initial sparks for creating Tilt was wanting to just bring a really aesthetically pleasing experience to parents like me. And so it's been really fun. And it's a nice break from the other types of work that I do for Tilt and that I do as a homeschooling parent. So when I get into design mode or I'm updating, I tend to put on, you know, music, the soundtrack from La La Land or music from Glee from the American TV show Glee. And I just kind of get into design mode and, um, and I dive into WordPress and I just play. So that would be me. A while ago, maybe a year and a half ago, Asher and I did an episode about the Miracle Morning, our morning routine, 
And uh, someone wanted to know if we are still doing that. And the answer is no. Uh, We did it for over a year, well over a year. And I don't know if it was one of our holidays, we kind of fell off the wagon, or I was noticing resistance uh, around certain aspects of the Miracle Morning with Asher. And I didn't want it to become something that he was dreading doing. So for those of you who want to hear that initial episode, I'll leave a link in the show notes page, but it's essentially a way to create to start your day off intentionally based on the work of Hal Elrod, uh, who wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. And so no, we're not doing it right now. I have my own routine I'm still doing. And I'm always working with Asher to try to figure out different ways to adapt and start our day off intentionally. But right now it's not involving that routine. Lastly, one of the questions that I've gotten a couple of times is, will I do another episode with my husband, Darren? So Darren and I recorded an episode last summer, I think. And again, I'll leave a link in the show notes page where he and I talked about how we have navigated the journey together of parenting a differently wired kid while also prioritizing our relationship and how we worked through the challenges that can come up when you are raising a challenging human. And so, yes, uh, he's totally open to doing another episode. I've been playing with the idea of doing an episode actually with all three of us, because I actually think Darren and Asher have a pretty cool relationship, and they've worked on it a lot to get to where they are today. And I thought, that could be interesting too, to talk about the challenges that they have had between the two of them in figuring out how to work on projects together and just kind of negotiate their relationship in a way that feels good for them. So I may do an episode where I interview the two of them. And then yeah, if you have specific things you want to hear from me and Darren together on, let me know. And I'm sure I can talk them into coming back on the show. So that's it for questions for now. I I wanted to end this episode by reading the Tilt Creed. I know there are a lot of new listeners here, and I realize that many of you likely haven't seen the Creed, and that is a downloadable poster you can find on the Tilt Parenting website, either under the Resources tab or the Start Here tab. And I wanted to share it again because to me, the Creed shares what I believe about how we can find joy, peace, and possibility in our experience as parents right now, today, like right now, this moment. And I am just so incredibly optimistic about the future for us and for our kids. So I hope that hearing these words help you feel the same. So here is the Tilt Creed. Truth. Challenges and diagnoses don't define a child. Let go of what others think of your parenting and of your child. Lean into your discomfort. Let your child be on his or her own timeline. Stay open, pay attention, and question everything you thought you knew about raising kids. Stop waiting for things to get easier and appreciate who your child is now. Breathe deeply, often. Remember that your child's story is unwritten. Don't beat yourself up for the mistakes you make along the way. Practice empathy with your child, with your partner, and with yourself. Let go of your impossible expectations for who you should be as a parent. Just be you. Parent from a place of possibility instead of fear. Never underestimate how resourceful you are. 
Create a world where your child can feel secure. Be curious and become fluent in your child's unique language. And remember that nobody needs to be fixed. Differently wired isn't a deficit. It's evolution. So that's the Tilt Creed and a reminder that it's actually a small poster you can print out. So if you want a daily visual reminder of what I just read, you can again go to the resources or start here page on Tilt. And I also made a video version as well in case you want to watch a little Creed set to music. And before I sign off for today, I just have to say thank you to all of you out there every single day. I hear from members of the community and I am reminded that I'm not alone, that there are so many of us working so hard to change things for the better for our kids and for our families. And it is just such an honor to be in this with you and to have the chance to be a part of your world in just even in just a small way. I hope this is the year I get to meet many of you in person and that our revolution just continues to grow and build momentum. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And at the risk of sounding like a cheesy line from a Bette Midler song, you guys are my hero. You've been listening to the Tilt Parenting Podcast. For the show notes for this episode, including all the links and resources I mentioned, visit tiltparenting.com slash session 100. I would be grateful if you could take a minute to head over to iTunes and leave a rating or review. We're still in the top 20 in kids and family category for new and noteworthy. And it's so exciting to see this audience continue to grow and the podcast get more attention. It also makes it easier for me to land those big guests. So it's a win-win. Thank you so much for being a part of making that happen. Lastly, if you aren't already a part of our online community at Tilt, please sign up on TiltParenting.com. Every Thursday, I send out a short email with a quick note from me, a link to that week's podcast episode, and links to five stories from the news that week that are relevant to parents like us. Again, you can sign up at TiltParenting.com. And thanks again for listening. Thanks for being out there. Thanks for being part of the community. For more information on Tilt Parenting, visit www.tiltparenting.com. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.